Being smart is one thing. Knowing what to do with that smarts, something altogether different, as we'll see today on Times of Refreshing. Some of the smartest people in the world can also be the most foolish. And today, we'll see the value of wisdom. Taking that smarts, that knowledge, that insight that you have, and using it wisely. The Value of Wisdom is the title of our message today. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore. We're in Proverbs chapter 4 today, looking once again at verse 7. That's where we catch up with our teacher and pastor today for this edition of Times of Refreshing. Join us. Here now is Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. God, through our relationship, begins to make me righteous with his righteousness. His righteousness begins to be formed in me. It begins to manifest and grow so that I'm not just declared righteous. I become righteous with the righteousness that is from God. And God continues to forge it in my life over time so that my lifestyle reflects righteousness on a day-to-day basis. And then, I like this, it says that out of my mouth as a result of this righteousness moving and, and active in my life, my mouth begins to bring forth wisdom. It's from that position of righteousness, right standing with God, right living before God, right perspective in the sight of God, that now God begins to cause his wisdom to bubble up out of my mouth. And now I become a treasure chest, if you will, to share wisdom with other people. And this is what God is looking for. Out of the mouth of the righteous brings forth, we see wisdom that springs forth. And so for every single one of us, even when we're thinking about wisdom, we also have to ask ourselves about righteousness. How am I doing in terms of righteousness in the sight of God? Am I trying to seek to obtain righteousness in my own strength or am I allowing God's righteousness to become my righteousness? And then out of that position, God begins to use my mouth as an instrument to share. You look at, you look at Solomon who wrote the majority of the book of Proverbs. Wisdom begins to spring forth from him. He's, for a period of time, we know in the end of his life, he kind of went the wrong direction. But we see, for a period of time, God is really moving in his life. And he's sitting down and he's just writing. This is wisdom on paper. It just springs forth from you when you get right with God. Getting right with God is going to cause all of us to begin to be bearers and dispensers Of the wisdom of God. This is what we want. It's not just you going to college. It's not just you, you know, having a degree. And the DDs and the this, this after your name. Because the Bible says that that John and, 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 and Peter and these individuals, they were untrained and unlearned men, but they were wisdom men. Because why? They had a relationship with God. They allowed righteousness to spring forth. True wisdom comes through allowing God's righteousness to be forged in our lives. And the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. Get around righteous people. Allow them, listen to them. Listen to them. Stop trying to prove 
how smart you are. Can I have an amen? We got to learn. Jesus went before the, 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 the teachers and he sat down at their feet and he listened and he asked them questions. Get around people that, are, that have done some things and you know and, and just let them speak. Bring a notepad. When I get around Pastor David, I, I'm always, my wife will tell you, but I know he's got a lot of wisdom. I want to hear what he has to say. I get around Apostle C. I get around these people. I wanna, I'm not trying to preach. I want to hear. I need some wisdom. I want you, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put a demand on your anointing. Open your mouth. Start talking. I want you got some stuff I need to hear. I know it's going to come out. You may be tired, but you need to keep on talking. Can I have an amen? I want to hear you. But what happens is we get in and we think we got to, we know everything. The best thing that you can do around righteous people, you know righteous then, because out of their mouth is going to spring forth some wisdom. Just sit down and listen. I don't have anything to prove. I want to learn. Amen. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. Go to Proverbs 11. Look at this. Because this is tied into this area and issue of wisdom. Proverbs 11, verse 2. It says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is what? Wisdom. With the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, then comes shame. People get puffed up in, with pride because of their knowledge. People get puffed up with pride because of, you know, their life circumstances and issues. They don't like anybody talking to them. And they, it's hard for them to receive correction and instruction in their life. Because they're prideful people. They're arrogant people. They won't listen to anybody. But the Bible says that these individuals, eventually they'll end up with shame. But I love what it says. It says, but with the humble is wisdom. A person who has a humble heart in the sight of God, who has a humble heart around individuals. God dispenses wisdom to people like this. God causes people to dispense wisdom to people like this. Unfortunately, a lot of individuals, they like to correct, but they don't like to be corrected. We have to learn the value of getting in a place where, where humility becomes the essence of our very heart in the sight of God. We're pliable. We're moldable. We're, we're not rigid. We have to, let me say this to you. We have to teach your children the value of humility. Let me say this to you guys. And I'm just going to say this. And, you know, I love y'all. And, and, and I praise God for, for everyone here. This is a privilege to stand here. But, saints... Don't let your children talk back to you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? I mean, our kids, I mean, let, now there's a, there's a stage of reasoning that they go in, they go through, but they reason with boundaries. Let them reason with boundaries. And when you say no, that means no. Can I have an Amen. Why? Because what you want to do is, what we want to do is teach our kids from a young age to value humility, to value correction, and to understand that in, from that place and position, our kids are going to access the wisdom of God, and God will freely begin to dispense it to them in their classroom and in their life. Why? Because they're humble. We've got to value this, and, and, and even with us as adults, it doesn't matter how old we are, we still need to be humble, Amen. 
and take instruction. God is looking for us to be people of, of humility. And when we do this, what happens? We access wisdom. It's hard for a, pro, a proud man to receive wisdom. His soul, his soul won't let him. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 19, verse 8. This is also good. This is good because it's going to teach us how to, to, to value our souls. To value our souls. And it will teach us about how we value our souls. Look what it says here in verse 8. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. Proverbs 19 verse 8. He who gets wisdom loves who? His own soul. I love my mind, my will, my emotions when I go out and I seek after and I get wisdom. It's an expression of my love for myself. When I go out and I say, man, I'm going to seek wisdom in this. I'm not just going to buy that car. I want to find out about this car. What's that Kelly Blue Book? What's, give me that. Give me, give me what's that, 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 the other thing I can look at? The car facts. I want to know the car facts. How many wrecks this thing been in? Who owned it? You want to ask questions. But when we refuse to get wisdom, we don't love our own soul. I want to know about this house. I want a thorough inspection. I want you to tear this house up. Find out everything about it before I put my money on this thing. I'm gonna, I love myself enough that I'm not just going to make a rash decision. Can I have an amen? An emotional decision. I'm going to go through the process. Oh, so you want to marry me, huh? Well, get ready for the interrogation. I need to know everything about you. And trust me, I'm going to find out. I'm going to Google you. I'm going to YouTube you. I'm going to tweet you. I'm going to find every, listen, love your soul enough to get some wisdom on what to do. Don't just say what the Lord said. Sometimes it's not the Lord said, it's your emotions said. Take your time and allow God. What happens is God wants to give all of us wisdom and we love ourselves when we do that. Is this the job? Don't be so desperate just to rush into every job opportunity. Because not everything that is good is God. You want to find out what God says for you in this situation. That's a good job, but that's not for me. That's not the wisdom for me. You want to find out about the benefits package. You want to find out about these. Find out. And then, yes, God is going to be in the process. But love yourself enough to get some wisdom. Can I have an amen? Bounce some things off people. What do you think about this? Let me ask, in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. I want to be in a safe place. So I'm going to ask some questions about this. Let's fast on this. Let's pray. Let's spend some time. Let's take our time. I love myself enough that I'm going to get some wisdom in this situation. Man, I just feel this right now. This is because life is pulling on you. There's opportunities coming left and right. There's things that you could do. People asking you to do this. People moving this way. People asking to own it. And we have to stop and say, man, I love myself enough to get myself some wisdom. He, I like this. 
He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. Saints, let me say this to you. We, sometimes we don't love ourselves enough to pump the brakes. We got to love ourselves enough to say, wait a minute, I'm going to hear from God on this. And God is going to have to. A lot of times we look at, at individuals and, you know, they, they, they took God through, through processes before they made the decision. God had to kind of nudge them a little bit here and there. That's okay. God's not, if we want, hey, Lord, give me three confirmations on this. I'm not moving. You're not deeper because you responded the first time. It's okay. You may have a, a, you know, your connection may be, uh, you know, a little bit more mature. But even if you have to wait for the third confirmation, it doesn't mean that God's mad. He just sees that you want to try to get this right. God, give me another confirmation on this before I do this. Can I have an amen? amen? This is the thing. You know, Gideon, he. How many confirmations did he look for? Gideon. He, God, I'm putting another fleece out. I'm putting a fleece out on him. God didn't get mad at him and rebuke him. He said, okay. We need that in our lives. Can I have an amen? amen. Last verses. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. And what we're going to read. It's so simple, but oftentimes it's so hard because we just don't take time and allow God to forge it and process it within us. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 on down to 23. Saints, there is wisdom that is in the world that is natural, that is spiritual. The Bible even talks about in the book of James, I believe it is, it's carnal. You know, we need the wisdom that comes from God. And, and there is a natural wisdom that is awesome. But I want the divine wisdom. I want the wisdom that proceeds from the throne of God. Man, I just feel the anointing on this. That proceeds from the throne of God. Look at verse 15. And it's readily available to every single one of us as saints. And we're going to pray that God would pour it out on us this, 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 this morning. It says in verse 15. Therefore, Apostle Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus very clearly communicating his heart for them. And, and he gets down in here and he says in verse 15, he says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And so it was very clear that Apostle Paul had a passion for these people. He loved them, that he prayed for them. It was his heart to pray for them. But the specifics of his prayer is what we're going to highlight and what he's going to highlight here. He says here in verse 16, he says, He do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of what? The spirit of what? So this tells me that there's a spirit of wisdom. They were saved They loved God. They were walking with God. Apostle Paul prayed for them. It was clear. He had a passion for them. And he's telling them that, yes, you may have wisdom. He said, but I'm praying that God would give you the spirit of wisdom. That this would come upon you. And watch what he says here. That the spirit of wisdom. That the spirit of wisdom. And this was his prayer. 
He says in verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. This wisdom and revelation is going to help us to get more knowledge of who he is, more understanding of who God is. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you might know what, the, what is the hope of his calling. What is the favorable, confident expectation for him calling you? Why he called you? I want wisdom to know why God called Oh, my goodness. Why, God, did you take me out of the streets? Why did you get me out of the clubs? And why did you get me out of this stuff? And why did you pursue me? Why did you go after me? Why are you coming after me? Why are you after my life? I want to know what is the hope of my calling. And the spirit of wisdom and revelation is given to us that we might know. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. He says, he says, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us? He didn't just say for us. He said in us. What's in us? What is wrapped up in me? I want wisdom and revelation that I might know. And this wisdom and revelation of you and the hope of his calling and the enlightenment is going to help me to make the right decisions. On my job. It's going to help me to make the right decisions when I'm leading my life. All this is going to help. And he says here, I like this in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So now this wisdom and revelation is going to also help me to see how powerful God is in my life. That I might know how powerful and the strength and the power that he's giving me to accomplish his task in the earth. Saints, listen to me. We need to know. You, you and I need to know how powerful God is. And if he's asking you to do something, that he will impart the power to get it done. If he's asking you to be a good husband, if he's asking you to be a good wife, if he's asking you to work two jobs, if he's asking you to, 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 to lead your congregation, whatever it is, I want to know the power that has been given by God to me to get it done. This is what he does. This is what he does. A lot of times we fail in, in getting something done for God because we are considering ourselves more than we're considering God. When you are saying, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, Lord. God's not thinking about you. He's thinking about himself who has the power to get you to accomplish anything he wants you to do. Can I have an amen? We got to get this in our spirit. Stop limiting yourself because you're looking at yourself. Start looking at God who has the power. To accomplish a task through you if you would give him a chance. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Verse 9. Towards us. This power is coming to us. But he says, we got to believe. He says, according to the working of his mighty power. Look at verse 20. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And seated him at 
his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, this is mind boggling because what it's saying is the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead is the same power that he's giving you and extending towards you to get your task done. That same power. It's the same power that he's imputing to you, his, he's given to you, he's extending to you to get whatever it is you need done in the earth. You single parent raising two kids by yourself, you got the power to do it. Pastor in the church, let me say this. If I didn't have this revelation, I wouldn't be up here right now. Because pastoring is not easy. It's not just up here preaching. This is the easy part. This is the fun part. Praise the Lord. You better have some power. You try this. Because sheep bite. Can I have an amen? Some of y'all just getting the revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about y'all. The power of God. The same power that Jesus used, that was, that was given to Jesus to raise him from the dead. We see this same power is extended towards us. It's the same power that's extended towards us. He said he seated him in, in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. That not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet. God our Father gave him to be the head over all things to the church. This is not my church. This is Jesus' church. We as elders and me as a senior elder, we are... We are delegated authority we are stewards but at the end of the day it's his you are his people and he says here that not only are you the church and not only is christ over the church but you it says in verse 23 which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all you know i want to stop here saints and and really just, we're going to, in a few minutes here, we're going to get up and we're going to pray. And I want you to focus. Because this is my prayer. Same prayer that Apostle Paul had. That God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. That we might know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the exceeding greatness of, the, of his riches, of his inheritance in the saints. That we would be people, that we would excel in every area of our life. Why? Because we, we value wisdom. We access wisdom through the fear of the Lord. We're humble people, which causes us to go forth. And, and we consider wisdom of a divine treasure. And when we walk on the scene, it's not just our knowledge that gets people. It's our wisdom that gets people. That our children are wise. They're not out there running around being crazy. That at a young age, people say they're mature for their age. Yeah, they just got a little wisdom. And God is, God, they got a connection with the Lord. That you as a husband, you as a wife, me as a pastor, any other pastors and leaders here, that we have wisdom. We know what to do and how to do it. Because of the wisdom that God has given us. We need this, saints. Stop just asking for the stuff. The stuff is going to come when you get some wisdom. Some of us, we have money. But what do we do with it? That's the question. 
If we go off and we invest in the wrong thing, it shows that we had some knowledge and we got money, but we didn't have wisdom on how to use what God gave us. What we want to do is stop and say, God, here we are. I want to open myself up to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. God, help me pour wisdom upon me today. I want the spirit of wisdom to walk with me. I want the spirit of wisdom to be in my ear when I'm sitting in that board meeting. When I go to apply for the job, I want the spirit of wisdom to be right there so I don't open my mouth and say something ignorant. I want wisdom. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. 